Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. You're listening to the Lit Up Lightworker podcast, bringing you fun and soulful interviews with spiritual teachers with the aim of tuning you in and lighting you up with your host, George Lizos. Lightworker, welcome to another episode of the Lit Up Lightworker podcast. Before we get started with today's episode, I'm excited to announce that my third book, Protect Your Light, a practical guide to energy protection, cleansing and cutting cords, is available to order globally on Amazon. In the book, you'll learn powerful practices to cleanse, shield, and strengthen your energy. Specifically, you'll get to cut cords to toxic relationships, remove psychic daggers of attack and other negative energy attachments, and even learn how to effectively protect your energy online. When you order the book, you also get the Psychic Scanning Online Workshop for free, during which I'll guide you to turn on your psychic vision and scan your body for all types of energy attack so you can clear them. 
and you can visit protectyourlightbook.com to get all the details. In today's episode, we're talking about harmonizing your house's energy using Feng Shui. You see, most spiritual traditions and practices encourage us to look within when it comes to making positive life changes and overlook the importance of making changes to our external world too. Feng Shui, the Chinese modality of placement and harmony, was the first spiritual modality I ever practiced back when I was 15 years old. In fact, I successfully Feng shui my bedroom and manifested my first boyfriend. Since then, I've studied spatial energy as part of my degree in human geography and my training in elemental space clearing. And what my 15-plus journey of working with spatial energy has taught me is that physical space, and specifically our house, has power over us. Yes, change comes from within, but it also comes from without. Our home, its interior arrangement, the furniture we have, and the colors we use all have energy that interacts with our own energy. If we don't carefully optimize our home to support and amplify our vibration, it will instead hinder it. In this episode of the Lit Up Lightworker podcast, Feng Shui expert Angie Cho shares simple tips that you can use to optimize each room of your house. Specifically, in this episode, you'll learn why your front door is the most important area to activate, the best colors to use in each room, easy furniture arrangements to calm down your nervous system, and how to raise the vibration of low-vibe rooms. When you're done listening to the episode, make sure to come within your Spiritual Toolkit Facebook group and let us know what you most enjoyed about it. And without further ado, enjoy this episode with Angie Cho. Angie Cho is a creator of holistic spaces, specifically focused on designing interiors and teaching Feng Shui and meditation. She's guided thousands of people to harmonize their living spaces through the ancient practice of Feng Shui. Angie is a Feng Shui expert at The Spruce and has been featured in dozens of publications, including the New York Times, Mind Body Green, and BuzzFeed. Angie is co-founder of the Mindful Design Feng Shui School and host of the Holistic Spaces podcast. Angie, welcome to the Lit of Lightworker podcast. Thank you so much, George. It's so nice to meet you. It's so lovely to have you here. And for those of you just listening and and, and watching, I first found out about Angie in a membership, in a Flower Essences membership that I'm part in called Flower Evolution from a company called Lotus Way. And every single month, she gives us a different Feng Shui ritual to help us connect more deeply with the flower essence we're working each month. And I just loved Angie's practices every single month. And since I love Feng Shui, uh, like number one modality I'm obsessed with and have gotten me on my spiritual path, I thought it was a perfect opportunity to bring her on the podcast and share with you the magic that I experience with her every single month. So Angie, before we get started with what we're gonna talk about today, which is harmonizing the different rooms in our house according to Feng Shui. I want to hear a little bit about your story of what got you started working with Feng Shui. Sure. Um, Thank you for asking. So I had practiced in the field of architecture for many years, and I also was going through my Saturn return. And if you don't know, if your listeners don't know, that's around your late 20s or, or like 29, 30. And you start to relook at the structures in your life. And I didn't know I was going through my Saturn return, but I was going through a lot. And I 
actually took a trip to Thailand and had a, a, an epiphany and I just realized I needed to change my life and really incorporate more spirituality because I was really unhappy. Uh, so I came back to New York City and I decided to study meditation and yoga. And then I naturally gravitated towards feng shui because I was like, how do I bring this into what I do for the world? How do I incorporate more spirituality in what I spend most of my day doing? And um, so I took some classes and I was really delighted to learn that there was much more to feng shui than just moving furniture around that it was a really really deep practice and it was very healing for me and and you know George I never wanted to be my own business owner I never wanted to like write a book or have a podcast or write for a blog or any of this but once I decided to follow uh, my heart and study feng shui and do something that was just for me that I love the whole universe opened up for me and everything just started like just literally like presenting itself to me so i I've been really fortunate to have a lot of opportunities to explore my gifts and I attribute it all to feng shui Wow, I love this story. And I also, what I told you before we got started is I love the school of Feng Shui that you started because what people don't know, there are different different schools of Feng Shui. It's a classic school that was uh, created in, in China, which is where Feng Shui originated from. But there is a Western rendition as well, which is called Black Hat Sect. But you also have your own Feng Shui school as well. So I was wondering whether you can share a little bit about your feng shui background as it relates to the different schools but also the feng shui style that you created yourself okay sure uh, so yes there are dozens of schools of feng shui just like there's dozens of um, chocolate chip cookie recipes right and i studied the btb school which is black either called black hat it, more currently it's called black sect and it is a more modern perspective. There's dozens of different schools, like, like you said, the classical schools, there's Flying Star, there's um, Western School of Feng Shui, there's Pyramid School. I think actually Pyramid might be the most modern and it's, I don't really know much about it, but um, I do teach Feng Shui. I have, my, uh, I have a partner and we have a certification program but we teach black sect actually. So we don't teach our own, um, our own school. We teach the black sect and we modeled it after the school that we studied in, um, the BTB master's program, which was a three-year program that has since dissolved, but we received the blessings from my teachers to continue the teachings. And so, um, you know, the main difference would be that the black sect BTB looks at the flow of energy from um, from the doorway or how we look at how energy enters a space and we have that more we have that um, as a higher priority over the directions the four directions so while the four directions are still there it's not the most important thing because the way that i look at it is that we live in the modern world where we have a lot of we have lighting we have um you know we we're not dependent on the on um nature as much or our orientation to the sun 
however those things are so important but also there's a beauty in like 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 the east direction always moves with us like it doesn't just have to be like the north south east direction magnetically but how can we always face south how can we always face the sun and how we have the ability to shift our orientation energetically and it and it's connected to nature yet we're not um we're not constrained by nature where that was much more important you know uh centuries ago when feng shui was developed Yes, and I love the way these uh, the, the Western Feng Shui modalities work, where you get in the house and that's the entrance port of energy, and that's where you apply the Bagwam up on the house and you determine the different elements and colors and areas of life, etc. Now, so what we're going to do today is so exciting. We're going to go room by room and you're going to give us some tips as to the kind of energy, the vibe, the colors, the elements, the shapes even that we should bring into this house. Because um, something that I learned early on in my own training was that like, for example, if you're in the kitchen, you want bright colors and like strong energy, whereas if you're in the bedroom, you don't want like reds or oranges. So we're going to do something like that to give people an idea as to how they can harmonize the vibe of their rooms in alignment with Feng Shui so they can live more fulfilling and productive lives. So shall we get started? I'm thinking with living room, because usually this is the first room that people meet when they come into their house, unless there is another room that you had in mind for the first one. I actually would. <laughs> I would say the front door, which is even before the living room. Let's so, go with that. Yeah, the front door, the entry, we call that the mouth of qi. So qi is, is the word for energy in Chinese and, in, and there's different um, variations of that. In, uh, but it's like prana and it's life force energy. And, you know, so we talked about the we look at the importance of how energy enters the space. So the chi enters your home primarily or any space prim primarily through the formal front door. So whether you use that front door or not, the formal front door, like the official front door is where the majority of the chi enters your space. And doors are also um, related to the mouth. And so it's a portal for energy and, and it's a way that we receive and also communicate. So the front door is one of the most important places to look at when it comes to feng shui or the front entry, the foyer, which often gets forgotten, right? Because um, it's a transitional space, but it's how you connect to the outside world. So um, I get, so we wanted to talk about like, like what are some pointers to look at in the front door as well as colors or anything else to, to pay attention to. So I would say um, the most important thing to do at the front door is to make sure that you're caring for it. Like make sure that it's tidy, that you're using the front door. So you may have like a side door, especially in the US, a lot of people have side doors or back doors that they enter into a space. And it's really important to actually use your front door um, and to activate the chi, because if it's closed all the time, that means that she can't come in. And it's also important to look at um, the lighting. So lighting is fire energy. And if we have a dark entry, then it, um, 
it's as if um, you're harder to see because your front door is like your face to the world. And just like when we start, like, so we met on Zoom and I didn't have my light on, but I turned the light on and you are so beautifully lit. Your face is so beautifully lit. Like there's an importance to being um, able to, to being available so people can see your face and to have your face brightly lit and to have the light shown like shining on you so the world can see your gifts. I love that. And uh, I mean, I've been hearing that, okay, you should paint the front door red just to bring in the fire energy. This makes so much sense. Now, what about people who live in, in, in flats? Like I live like the fourth floor, like, of course my entrance is important, but do I have to do something for the main entrance of the building? How do we uh, resolve that? Yeah, I live in a flat too, or an apartment. Um, so the front door doesn't technically belong to you. It's like a more communal space. So you, and there's only so much control you have over that. So if you had the opportunity to affect it, um, that's great. Like for instance, I have a friend that does the flower arrangements for his lobby. Like that would be a way to activate the chi, but um, you have to do the best you can with what you have. So if you can't really change the front door, you um, that's okay but your apartment door is really part of your chi and your jurisdiction. So you sometimes like if you live in a, in a flat, you can't change the outside of your front door, right? But you can clean it. You can make sure once you go inside your front door that the um, foyer is brightly lit and clear and clutter-free. And then you can also, um, add a doormat to create some to to claim that chi to attract chi to your front door i love that and i already have some ideas as to how i can make mine more 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 bright and more uh, tidy okay so we come into the house and we're in the living room let's say so what are some pointers for activating the energy and harmonizing the energy of our living rooms mm -hmm. so the living room if you just think about like that um that phrase living room, it's a room for living. And then often if you think about the activities that happen in that room, it's really helpful. So feng shui is interesting because it's, I think with all energetic modalities, when you really think about it, they make, they're just common sense, right? But um, you like, what do we, what are the activities involved in the living room? And so t t people tend to meet there maybe with friends to gather, it's a more public space. And then you gather there with your family and you spend time together. So it's really a room to live and to invite. So it's helpful if you can arrange the furniture so that it's welcoming. So maybe having, um, having it oriented so that it's not all facing a television or um, that it's inviting. And then to make sure there's enough um, seating for everybody in the home because for instance if you like are feeling lonely I mean a lot of people are feeling very lonely right now because of the state of you know the, the pandemic and everything but if you also only have one chair in your living room you haven't created an opportunity or space for any kind of friendship in your life or any kind of community so so creating a space for people to come visit comfortable spaces. And then um, if we're talking about colors, in general, like color, color theory and feng shui 
uh, one thing that my teachers always taught was like, well, what color are you most attracted to? So there's like general rules on some colors that are less, that may be less ideal, but if you love it, then it's totally okay. Cause we all have our own cultural associations. Like for instance, like in um, more traditional Chinese culture, one would wear black to a wedding, whereas in the US or in Western culture, you wear white, you know, you, you wear white when you get married. So, so it really depends, but um, generally I would one, go for a color that you love. And then also having colors, like if you want, if you're just kind of starting from anything like a teal or blue and green, those invite wood element that can be, those can be healing colors and are the color of um, related to family. So, um, so that could be really supportive. I love that. I love how we, first of all, how it all makes sense and how if we look at our own personal symbolism and our needs and what we desire, we can get a, an idea as to how we can uh, create a space that mirrors what we want. Uh, I've always used Feng Shui as like a manifestation modality, essentially. And uh, those tips are just um, perfect to help people start um, creating some mindful uh, manifestation space in their living rooms. Okay, so let's move into kitchen. So I've heard different things about kitchen. Well, I've heard that you shouldn't have the fridge next to the oven, for example, the, the, the stove. So can you give us some, um, some, some tips, some pros and cons about those kind of arrangements as well? Sure. So that's where the different schools come into play because the BTV school doesn't really have um, any kind of strict rules on placements, um, adjacencies of like the water or the stove or the refrigerator. But we do um, place a priority again on that energy, right? Which means how, how is energy coming in, which we call the commanding position. And so you, the stove is a very important um, place in your home. It represents the modern hearth. It's where we gather. It's how we um, feed ourselves, right? So if you have a stove and you cook, you can nourish yourself and then do well, well in the world. Because we know now, I mean, we've always known this, but it's more of an emphasis now that our health if we don't have our health, we don't have anything. We really, really need to be in good health. So, so having a great, uh, well-functioning stove, making sure all the burners are functioning and working, making sure the stove is very clean, and then the position of the stove. So ideally, you want to be set up so that when you're cooking at the stove, you could see the entry to the kitchen and it's not behind you because when you can't see the entry of the kitchen or if you're directly in line with the entry of the kitchen, you are, um, the cook is in, essentially in a dangerous position. So, um, you know, we've been living in an activated level of fight or flight in the past few years. And so putting yourself in this position where you can't see the door or you're directly in line with the door also greatly activates your fight or flight response and your adrenals and your stress levels. And so that energy goes into the food that you're cooking, right? And that gets absorbed. And so it just, it becomes more and more problematic and it trickles down into other areas of your life. So ideally you want to have your stove set up so you can see the door. 
Now, this isn't always possible to eat. It's not easy to move your stove. So what you can do if that's not if that's not something that's doable for you, you can um, set, you could set up a mirror or like a little convex mirror, like a little rear view mirror that you could see behind you while you're cooking. And, and just like with the stove, it's really great to be aware of what's happening. Like one tip I love to give um, most people is, uh, you know, usually when we go to our stove, we have a favorite one. Like George, can you think of your favorite burner? You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Uh, my favorite burner where? What do you mean? Like on your stove? Like do you always go to always use Oh, yes. Burner? I always have like one that I usually go to. Right. So most people are like, oh, yeah. Like I like for me, I always use a front right burner. And so so then like um, because the stove represents your wealth and your health and your prosperity, I really challenge people to instead of just beelining towards your favorite burner and using it all the time, take a mindful moment every morning and just to make a conscious decision like I'm going to use a different burner. But practicing that every morning, which, which only takes a few moments, allows us to kind of reprogram our brains to just do that everywhere else in our life. Like instead of just defaulting to the easiest task, how can I look at things a little bit differently to open up opportunities for myself? I haven't thought of this before. That's so interesting. And I'm now thinking about it. The stove that I use, the, the burner that I use is the one on the love and relationships corner, the, the further to the right one. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, oh, what if I activated the wealth side or what if I activated <laughs> the different side as well? Like, I'm going to try this tomorrow. And what I also wanted to say regarding the hearth, you, you talked about it's the center of the house. And I'm thinking back to my own, um, to my own training as a, a Greek pagan priest. The, the ancient Greeks honored the hearth goddess Hestia. Uh, who is, was all about the center of the house and the, the eternal flame that brings the house together, that brings the family together, that is, is the heart of the house, essentially. And it's funny how we translated that eventually because society evolves into the kitchen and into the stove and how timely, uh, timeless this, uh, this custom has been. And also, really loved your tip about the convex mirror. I remember when you taught that in the Flower Evolution program and I realized, oh my God, I work here and I have the door right behind me. I can't see the door. So <laughs> I'm a good student, I'm an A plus student, Angie. I got my convex mirror, it's right there in front of me <laughs> and I can see exactly what's going on behind me. So thank you for that tip as well. <laughs> 
Oh, you're welcome. And I, yeah, I really love that idea of the modern hearth too, especially with a lot of modern kitchens. There's like an open, um, you know, a lot of homes now have an open kitchen design with an island. And what people immediately do is beeline towards the island or, you know, you beeline towards like where you gather to eat, especially, um, you know, with all cultures. And so um, it's, it's an important place in the home. It's like the heart of the home. So it's, so the stove is really important, important. So beautiful. Okay, let's move into the bedroom. Something people, again, spend, we spend so much time in the bedroom. And I realized, actually, last year, my dad was suffering from, from cancer. And we decided to do some energetic clearing and, and, and investigation in the house. So because I'm, I'm, I do a lot of dowsing, I found out geopathic stress. Two lines of geopathic stress crossing over his, his bed in his lungs, exactly where he had the cancer. And, of course, we, I bought uh, an alpha um, waves, like, frequency... Uh, gadget and we used it to eradicate it but we spend so much time and if there is problem like energetic problems in the house in the sorry in the in the in the bedroom that can potentially harm our health so can you give us some tips around harmonizing the bedroom yeah i hope your dad's better now sadly he passed away oh, last year but i'm sorry it's all good yeah um well, yeah, the bedroom is quite important. As you mentioned, we spend so many hours in our bedroom and most, most of that time is spent asleep. So we're in a passive yin state. So we're very, yin is the receptive. We're an op, um, like an open cup, um, very receptive and open while we're sleeping. And also we need to sleep very, um, we need to sleep well in order to recharge and for our bodies to, recuperate and rejuvenate so we can um you know spend our waking waking time productively as well we need that balance of yin and yang so um with the bedroom it's it represents you because you spend so much time there like it 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 is you it's your chi and so any kind of work that you do is very powerful in the bedroom because it's directly affecting you. And also if you think about your room, it's it's your most private space, right? Like, no, you don't share, you typically only share your bedroom with the people who have the bedroom with you, that's it. But it's not, you generally don't open it to the public as much. Um, I think it's interesting how things are shifting a little bit now with, with Zoom and people working from home that, we're inviting more energies into our bedroom. So like, I always have to kind of create protections around that a little bit, because it's not something that as a society we've um, evolved to do. So that's, that's something to pay attention to. Like you're inviting people into your more private space that was, um, that wasn't, that we're not accustomed to. And so paying attention to that is important. Also acknowledging that what happened, like, creating a very um, supportive space in your bedroom is so helpful because um, if we can't sleep well we it affects our health and and everything else it trickles down to everything else so some things to pay attention to with your bed is um, also that commanding position that I mentioned so ideally when you're laying in bed like say you're laying in bed leaning against the headboard that you can see the door 
without directly being in line with the door. So you don't really want your feet pointing straight out the door. Um, like with the door open, you don't want to, you, you don't want anyone to see directly at you um, because you don't want to be in that line of chi, which can be disruptive and it comes like rushing towards you. And you want to have um, command of your room. You want to be able to see any of the energy coming in. You want to be able to not be surprised. And when you're sleeping in an unconscious state, your mind still is aware that it can't see the front door, that anyone could come in and maybe um, harm you. So even though consciously, you know, you know, like nobody's coming in, if you were alone and you heard something, you would be terrified and you wouldn't want to be situated so that you can't see who's coming in. So really being able to be diagonal from the door is ideal. Um, and if you can't do that, you can set up a mirror. Usually I like to use those standing mirrors um, to and situate it so that when you're lying in bed, you can see a reflection of the door. So energetically, that kind of corrects it. Um, and then like some things that people can in general pay attention to is uh, what's happening under your bed. A lot of people store a lot of um, things under their bed. So pay attention, like, do you have letters from X's under your bed? Do you have shoes? Do you have, um, I don't know, like unfinished projects that make you feel guilty? Whatever it is, like, are there things that are emotionally charged under your bed or energetically charged under your bed? Because you are sleep again, sleeping, oh, you're sleeping over all this stuff and you're receiving the energies of those items and the accumulation of whatever energy is underneath you directly affects you because you're like literally sleeping over it for hours every night. And so um, I always encourage people to minimize what's under their bed. Ideally, you want to have the chi be able to flow all around you smoothly, but you can also, um, you could also, if you have to have something, keep bed, soft bed, sleep related items like pillows and blankets. Um, and then color wise in general, they do say that if feng, feng shui, if we're going to give a general thing, like you would, you, you mentioned this earlier and not, not necessarily super active colors, like fiery colors, because that can keep you up at night, especially if you have trouble sleeping. But if you don't have trouble sleeping and you'd like to have a more passionate, fiery, um, romantic life, maybe bringing in subtle accents of red will really activate it. But in general, like, um, Neutral colors like earthy colors are very supportive about self-care. You could use um, more uh, like neutral, like, not neutral, light blues and greens that are more healing and rejuvenating. Um, purples or eggplants can be more, uh, a little bit more um, supportive. So you also need to look, touch into your heart and see what color resonates with you too. That's usually the best answer. Yes, mine is soft green and it feels so healing. But I remember uh, a few years ago, my brother decided to, to dye, to paint his room like bright orange. And I'm like, you're making a huge mistake, a huge mistake. He could not sleep. He would sleep like in the living room every single day until he eventually listened to me and we dyed it a neutral color, like yellow, at least. Uh, how old is he? 
that's like a, something a young kid would do. He was 15 years old at the time. Oh, okay. So he was a kid, and that was his favorite football team's uh, color. So he wanted. He was in that phase. <laughs> but I'm like, <laughs> yes. Well, that's something like parents can watch out for for their kids. Like, if you give kids an option to pick their paint color, um, they will pick like. A very bright color that will keep them up and that's probably not what you want as a parent so um my recommendation is to kind of like maybe ask them like what color do you want just verbally like they could say maybe orange blue whatever and then you pick out three very muted versions of it for them to pick from or else they'll just pick yeah they will pick the brightest color yeah and you go with pastels of course <laughs> yes because you don't unless you want your kids to be up all night <laughs> I think most parents would like strongly disagree with that. <laughs> okay, let's talk about the bathroom now, which like I think most people want to avoid dealing with the bathroom in the first place. And I think it's so important that we actually paint extra attention to it because it's kind of the energy is a, a little bit opposing to the kitchen, where in the kitchen you create and then in the bathroom you distract. So can you give us some tips around that? Yeah, so when, you know, when feng shui was developed, if you think about it, um, bathrooms were a place that you really wanted to keep away from the home. Uh, it could cause illness. Um, you had to really be careful. There was a lot of, because um, it's a place where you let go of human waste and you, but also, and you cleanse yourself, but also in modern bathrooms. Now, I mean, we have modern plumbing, so it, it's more of a place that we can look at as a place to rejuvenate and to purify and cleanse our bodies as well so but it, in feng shui it's also a place where water um, comes in and out so that's where like some of the energetic issues come from in feng shui so so yeah I think it makes sense to definitely pay more attention to the bathroom than you than you might be inclined to do do but to see how your bathroom can equate to a place where you take care of yourself and you want to definitely keep it clean and tidy and um and you know actually I love the bathroom because I love taking baths so I think it's a very like relaxing space so some ways that you can work with it is in general like you may not be able to change the color of your bathroom but you can um add in accents. So if you, if you are changing the color of your bathroom, usually white is, white is a great color because it's related to purity and cleanliness. Um, but also um, if you wanna look at the five element cycle, it's a water area. So water is, um, wa water can be best used by wood element. So having either living green plants or using green or blue accents can be helpful. And um, if it's like, if you have a bathroom in a problematic Bagua area, like maybe the center of your home, which is a problematic Bagua area for your, um, for a bathroom, then you could use um, accents like with the color red because red is very protective, just like you talked about, like, you know, if you, some people like to cut paint their doors red because it's a very protective, vital color. It's a color of, of life, energy, and blood. I love that. Thank you so much about that. And let's move into the other final room in the house that most people like to completely disregard, which is the garage. 
So, and I'm guilty with that as well because I remember in a, one of the lessons you taught us in Flower Evolution was look at the places where you store things. Like, do you have something that you, you shouldn't be there? And I'm like, I'm avoiding this lesson this month. <laughs> and I have avoided this lesson, which reminds me I need to go back to it. So can you give us some tips around storage spaces and why they're so important? Okay, definitely, yeah. So, um, well, I live in New York City, so I don't have a garage, nor do I have a car, <laughs> but I do have storage. So if we look at storage areas in general, and especially maybe ones that you're neglecting, um, it is helpful to kind of see where they're happening in your life. If you know about the feng shui bagua map, you can see what area that's happening. Like there's, there's eight different areas around the center. And sometimes you'll see like, oh, I have this, you know, drawer in my relationship area that I'm totally neglecting. And see how that may reflect upon how you approach relationships, whether it's a romantic relationship or a partnership, but it could also mean your relationship with your mother or your feminine side. So it's interesting to explore the Bagua map in that respect. But, um, you know, I think um, with storage areas, you know, number one, like it's good to be gentle with yourself and not too judgmental and, and take it like one step at a time. Like, like George, if you're, um, you know, not looking forward to your closet or your garage, maybe you can just do like, decide to do just like nine minutes. Nine is an auspicious number in feng shui or, or nine minutes a day, or maybe you do let go of give away nine items a week. So something that's manageable and achievable. And the nine is um, an auspicious number to help you complete that process. But it's also good to just like notice like why it is that, you know, you really are uh, have, have reservations about looking in that area and acknowledging either like, okay, I'm totally not prepared to do this and that's okay. Or asking for help or, um, you know, just diving in step-by-step. Step. I love how the house is a mirror of our inner self and what's going on within us. Because when you, when, you, when we follow the prompts you've just given us, we can just find like traumas or fears or limiting beliefs that are coming up telling us, okay, okay, I have this, this corner in my relationship uh, area of the house that's completely neglected. What does that mean? What have I neglected about myself? And then you start thinking and then you go back and, uh, and realize, and I need to do some thinking as well here because I am a recondit my entire house but my storage spaces. So I need to go there and, and figure out what's happening. Angie, thank you so much for sharing all these tips with us. Can you please share a little bit about where can people get in touch with you and how they can work with you? Sure. Um, I teach feng shui at mindfuldesignschool.com and we have uh, mini courses and a certification program. And then I also have a podcast called the Holistic Spaces Podcast where we chat all about feng shui and you can also find me on instagram my instagram handle is at angie cho with a j angie thank you so much for being on the podcast it was such a lovely such a lovely conversation thank you so much and i look forward to chatting more soon bye bye bye, bye.
Thank you for listening to the Lit Up Lightworker podcast. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at George Lizos to grab your free Lightworker survival guide and catch the next live episode. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well... HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.